The holiday shopping season really does start earlier and earlier each year. Retailers like it that way, but so do many consumers. In fact, 26% of the adults surveyed by Bankrate.com said they plan to start holiday shopping in October. 12% began in September. Spreading out those holiday purchases is just one way many Americans are coping with higher prices and tight budgets. I'm Herb Weisbaum, the Consumer Man, a contributing editor at Checkbook.org. Welcome to Consumerpedia at Checkbook.org. We're the nonprofit that helps consumers select services, avoid trouble, and save money. Because we don't accept any advertising or take money from any business we recommend, you can rely on Checkbook.org to be completely independent and objective. Now, here's the host of Consumerpedia, America's consumer expert, the consumer man, Herb Weisbaum. In this episode, how to shop like a pro. Checkbook Associate Editor Jamie Lettuce is here with tips on finding great deals, avoiding fake sales, and putting money in your pocket every time you shop. Hiya, Jamie. Hi there, Herb. So you are known around the office as a super savvy shopper, and hopefully you're going to share a whole bunch of your shopping secrets with us today, right? I've got my top tips in the bag. Good. Did you pay for the bag? Uh, No, I always bring my own if I'm shopping in places that require you to pay for the bag. So household budgets are tight. Holiday shoppers really are going to be looking for bargains this year. But as Checkbook has warned in the past, you need to be really skeptical about sale prices because they could be bogus. Sale prices are things that we've looked at for many years now. We started a project we call Sale Fail here where we track sale prices on the same items at most recently 25 major retail retailers and we tracked for 33 weeks and we found that you know most of these items are offered at that quote-unquote sale price all or most of the time. So these sales really exist to make you think now is the time to buy and furthermore to deter you from shopping around for the best price and you owe it to yourself to do that. It doesn't matter if it's holiday shopping in October or if it's the end of the summer and they want you to buy a lawnmower or a gas grill, you gotta shop around. And how would you do that, Jamie, to make sure you know if that's really a sale or just a bogus sale? You know, the the biggest gift we all got from the technology gods was that we carry mini computers in our pockets or our purses. So you have a way to check prices wherever you are. You can scan barcodes, you can do Google searches, there are all kinds of apps that track prices for you. You can easily check a competitor's website while you're in the store. So really there's no reason not to take a few minutes to shop around and it doesn't have to be you know, the be all end all of searches, but even if you just take a few minutes while you're standing in a store or while you're on a website, you'd be surprised how much money you could save. I got to tell you, those percentage off signs are so effective because they create an emotional response. I hear people say all the time, I saved 65% on this or 70% on this, but what counts is the final price, what you paid for that item and how that price compares to the normal selling price and what other retailers are charging for. Don't fall for those huge 60, 70% off signs. Yeah, and many of the prices that you see on price tags at stores, the stores never charge those prices, right? It'll say original price crossed out and today it's 60% off, but you know, nobody's ever paying the original price. Um, and it's actually illegal, but it, these policies aren't really enforced much, but it's, it's false advertising in a way because you're seeing something that says that this shirt is $100, but oh, guess what? You get it for $40, you know, because of the sale. 
quote unquote, but it's really always that price. Yeah, they never sold it at $100. Because you're a super shopper, do you ever check prices when you're in the store on your smartphone and then ask the cashier, will you match the price that this other store is charging for this item? Yes, I've done that many times and usually it's easy. Sometimes you'll have a clerk who hasn't been there that long or someone doesn't know the policy and you may have to ask for a manager. Most of these stores have these policies and it's real easy to check while you're in the store too to go on whatever the retailer is, its website, and you can see what its price match policy is. That's a really easy way to score savings. I did it once on a new briefcase for my husband, for example, at a department store, and I found it on Amazon. It was the same exact item, and, and I saved, I think, $75. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's not nothing, and especially with big-ticket items, say appliances, you can really save big. But we're just getting started here. Coupons and discount codes can also save you money on top of whatever great price you just got. Yes. When you see a space online that says promo code or coupon code, use it. And if you don't have a code, try to find one. It's like a free money spot, right? It might as well mm -hmm. say, want free money? Put a code in here. Get looking. There are lots of aggregators of coupon codes, you know, coupon cabin, retail me not, slick deals. These are all sites that keep coupon codes and allow you to find them. And, you know, sometimes these are really big savings that you can get. I, I don't like to buy anything full retail. My mom taught mm -hmm. me well, right? And so <laughs> sometimes these are the best ways to do it. A lot of retailers don't play with these as much as they used to. L.L. Bean comes to mind. Occasionally, L.L. Bean will float a 10% off coupon, but that's about it. And it's certain times of year, but you can find that out too. They usually do one in the fall. And so if there's something you're eyeing at the end of the summer and it's a big ticket item, like a coat or something, it may mm -hmm. be worth waiting for to get that coupon. And if you take one thing away from this podcast, remember what Jamie said, don't pay full retail, bottom line. Yeah. I mean, there are times where it's very hard, right? But there usually are ways. You shouldn't give up until you find a way. So now that I'm a senior and I have no idea how that happened, I went to bed, I was 39, I woke up one day and I was all of a sudden old. But anyway, now that I'm a senior, uh, I look for special discounts for more mature adults. And uh, it's important to find out if you qualify for some sort of discount because there's other than just senior discounts out there. This is true. First of all, Herb, I, I don't know if I would call you a mature adult. I mean, I guess in age, maybe you are, but um, <laughs> I know you all right, I'm an well. old fart. What can I tell you? You know. So there is a website called theseniorlist.com. These discounts, unfortunately, aren't as prevalent as they once were, but there are a lot of companies that are. So, you know, look around. You may find something. You know, there's also discounts around for members of the military, first responders, teachers, college students. Depending on where you work and how old you are, you know, you might be able to get some extra discounts. So many of us have cashback credit cards, but there are also cashback shopping apps that offer cashback. Could you explain what that is and how that works for everybody? These things are awesome. With almost everything I buy, I first go to a cashback portal and see what kind of cashback I can get for the purchase. And many times I'm saving 2%, 3%, 5%, 10 once in a while even a 15 or 20% cashback on my purchase. It's like free money. So you can use coupon codes and all of those things, and then you're still getting another cut. So this is one way of not paying retail, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. This is kind of one of those hidden tricks that you can use, even at retailers that rarely discount. Many of them are on the cashback portal. So the way it works is, instead of just going to the retailer's website, say like bloomingdales.com, 
First, you're going to go to a cashback portal website. Um, my favorite one is Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. It used to be Ebates, but they rebranded a couple of years ago. So I'll use that for an example, but I can go in there and I can type in Bloomingdale's and it will tell me how much cashback Bloomingdale's is offering today. And that money is coming in the form of a kickback, right? So like the portal is sending me to Bloomingdale's and so Bloomingdale's is saying thank you to the portal by giving the portal a chunk of money and then some of that is coming back to me. And all these sites work a little bit different. There are a bunch of them. BeFrugal.com, Mr. Rebates, Coupon Cabin does this. Even USAA has gotten into this game. Basically, you have like a bank, right? And so for all the purchases you make in the quarter, let's say, that money gets held for you in like a little bank. And then like, you know, however many times a year, four, six, whatever, that they you cash it out and you can get it sent to like a PayPal account. You can even get a paper check. But, you know, even during the holiday season, this is a way that you can offset your total spend. And it's pretty great. I mean, I would definitely suggest checking these out. And like I said, you can stack them with other kinds of discounts and sales. And it's really just like a little bit of cherry on top of a really good sale. Well, I have a Rakuten browser extension. So every time I go on to buy something online, it tells me how much cash back I'm going to get if I get the purchase automatically. And then I can make the decision what to do. And I don't buy that much online. I like going to stores. And all of a sudden, you know, a, a four times a year, whatever it is, I just get a check in the mail. It's like, oh, that's really kind of cool. It's, it's not like free money. It is free money. It's just great. It's like finding the loose change in the couch cushion. Right. I still get offers by snail mail, but I know most people are looking for offers on social media, that sort of thing. How do you save money that way? And more importantly, how do you do it without falling for a scam? Because there are so many scams regarding sales on social media. Yes. I think if you can be connected with any retailer that you frequent, it's a good thing. Some of them offer for birthday discounts. They have frequent customer programs where you might get like um, certain discounts twice a year. Nordstrom does that. It pays to be in touch with them on social media. Keeping up with, you know, say their Instagram or Facebook, you can see if they're offering a special promotion for the day or extra percentages off of, of sale items. And again, you always want to take that stuff with a grain of salt. If you can't compare elsewhere, do it. But Signing up for their emails and being in touch with them on social media is a way to be in the know on anything that's going on. Prime example, um, I like to shop at REI. They were offering like a very short window of 20% off any one item. And I knew my dad wanted to get a down coat. Used it yesterday, 20% off. He saved a good amount of money on that coat. He was very happy with me for, for helping him find that discount. But I would not have known about it if I had not been connected with the retail. So what's the best way to pay and what are the downsides of using buy now, pay later offers? And what should you do after you make that purchase? Jamie has more shopping tips to share. You're listening to Consumerpedia, powered by Checkbook.org. If you like what you hear, we hope you'll consider being a Consumerpedia supporter by using the link at the bottom of the show notes to make a small contribution each month. This is Consumerpedia. You're at checkout online or at the store, and it's time to decide how to pay. Jamie, for me, it's a no-brainer. Credit card every time. I pay my bill off in full each month, so no interest, and I get all the protections provided by the credit card company, and I also get a whole bunch of rewards. Thoughts that you have on this? Well, you're correct. I mean, a credit card affords you the most consumer protections of any payment method. You're able to initiate a chargeback if you have a problem with an item or with a service, and credit cards provide protections that debit cards do not. You have the right idea by paying your bill in full every month. 
a lot of people, even if they intend to, they don't quite get there. And interest rates on many cards are very high, uh, you know, almost 30% on many of them these days. So you really want to be careful. I mean, a credit card is best. And like you said, pay it off in full. You know, retailers offer a lot of perks to those who have their credit cards. Interest rates on store cards are really sky high, significantly higher in many cases than traditional credit cards. But if you pay the bill off on time and can handle the extra credit responsibly, you can get some really good perks from big stores, Macy's and whatever the other big stores I can't think of right now. Yes, you definitely can. And it's smart to use these cards sometimes. If you shop a lot at a particular retailer, and a lot of these cards are branded, you know, with a Visa or MasterCard logo on it. You know, I for years have a Banana Republic card because I worked there when I was in college and that was how you could get your employee discount. And I've kept it over the years. Same thing. I pay it off in full but it's really great. I mean, when my daughter was really little, I used to put the daycare bill on there every month. You know, we were basically getting like $100 in free clothes like every month and, you know, kids grow fast and it was really nice to be able to go to Gap Kids or Old Navy and buy her clothes. It felt like free money. So a lot of these cards can work well for you. But again, you have to be diligent because many of them have interest rates in the high 20s. And, you know, that just causes everything to snowball every month. And if you keep putting more money on there, you know, it's the same old credit card story. So you have to weigh the benefit of getting the perks, which sometimes it can be free shipping, free alterations. There are all kinds of things that companies offer. I know Target Circle offers you 5% back. If you shop at Target a lot, that could be really good. A way to get discount on groceries even, which is, you know, very hard to do. And, and the same thing with the Amazon card if you shop at Whole Foods. But you really have to make sure you're paying it off and keeping an eye on, you know, is this really saving me money or is it just kind of an illusion? So for people who don't want to use credit cards, buy now, pay later is really appealing. It's growing at a staggering pace. Bankrate.com just came out with a survey that one in 10 people said they're going to use buy now, pay later for their holiday shopping. But there are a lot of downsides to this. Everybody thinks it's the perfect way to shop. There's no interest in many cases. How about a reality check on what we need to know about this buy now, pay later option? So these things always remind me of the old infomercials that were on television where it'd be like five easy payments of $19.99. And you're like, oh, okay, I can do that. Buy Now, Pay Later is like the modern version of that. And it can make a big purchase or even a smaller purchase that you just can't afford right now attainable to you. And that can be very appealing, especially at a time like now when people are stretched very thin, more so around the holidays. You can break down those big purchases into smaller payments. It's tempting. You got to be careful with these. They don't have the same consumer protections that you can get from a credit card. You don't have the ability to do a chargeback. You know, it's stretching something out that you probably shouldn't be buying anyway. And if you don't make the payments, it can negatively affect you. If you get delinquent, could just end up costing you more money than you realize. And there's a lot of gray area with these things, right, Herb? I mean, they've only been Mm -hmm. around now a few years. I know we talk a lot about these things. It's a third-party company between you and the retailer, so that can make things difficult if you have a problem. If you need to use one of these, you probably shouldn't be buying what you're buying. My advice is treat it just like a credit card. If you're going to use buy now, pay later, know that you can pay it off, that you can make all those payments, and you're doing it maybe to help your cash flow. But the problem people get into is when they start stacking these up. You can stack coupons, but don't stack up buy now, pay later. If you're starting to use a whole bunch of these things, that is a sign, as you said, that you're really in trouble and you really shouldn't be doing this. So that's the advice I give people. Yes, 
Great advice. So for a super shopper like you, your work isn't done after you made the purchase. You could benefit from a price adjustment. Tell us about that. So keep an eye on retailer websites or if you pop back into the store again after you buy something, especially at a place that you know often puts things on a discount after a certain amount of time like clothing stores. You know, if if you see a pair of shorts that you want really want for like an end of summer vacation, you know like usually after Labor Day those shorts are getting marked down and there's usually a window of time where the retailer will refund you the difference of price and usually it's one time you can do this. Sometimes it's a week, Sometimes it's 14 days where you're able to recoup the difference in price. And it's great. I mean, yeah, it's exhausting, right, to like go on and check everything you've bought. But, you know, you can really save money. I, I saved, you know, 50 bucks on a pair of jeans last spring. Same thing. Like I just went on and they had dropped the price and I, I didn't even have to go into the store. I just picked up the phone. I actually called the store where I had bought it. it was brick and mortar. Wow. I said, hey, I'm on your website. Here's my, I still have my receipt because I always hang on to those. And it's great because I get them all sent to my email. So even if I don't have the paper, I do have a trail. Um, mm-hmm. And I said, here's my you know transaction number. They asked me a few questions. Okay, yep, we see it here. No problem. We're going to put the money back on your credit card. It's great. It's found money. Mm-hmm. And yes, I know not everybody's like me. And, you know, but if you have the time, price adjustments can be terrific. Or pick a couple of big items that are likely to have a price adjustment because they're seasonal or whatever. Exactly. Do you want the extended warranty? Should you consider secondhand merchandise? And what about taking things back? The answer to those questions straight ahead. I'm Herb Weisbaum, the Consumer Man, and this is Consumerpedia, powered by Checkbook.org. Consumerpedia Fast Facts. A lot of people start their holiday shopping in October or earlier, but a survey by the National Retail Federation finds that more than half, 58%, plan to keep shopping through December. Thanksgiving remains a popular time to shop. A record 197 million Americans shopped on Thanksgiving weekend in 2022. While it may seem like everyone is shopping online, only 15% of all retail sales in the U.S. take place online, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. We're talking to Checkbook's associate editor and super shopper, Jamie Lettuce. Jamie, these days, a lot of people base their shopping decisions on reviews and testimonials that they find online. And as we've cautioned so many times before, this is a cesspool of deceit and deception. You really need to be careful. Yes, it's true. You know, it's it's exhausting to be a consumer these days, isn't it? Yeah. There's so many things out there that we feel like are, you know, pitfalls. We're so, we have our guards up, as we should, and scammers are getting smarter, and we really need to be aware. And, and reviews are an area that are no different. Companies have gotten smart. All of this AI stuff is, is a whole new ball game. And so, you know, you got to be careful when you read reviews, especially on the big merchant websites. Amazon comes to mind. There are sometimes thousands of reviews for a product that hasn't been around that long. You know, sometimes you just get like a gut vibe, like this just seems a little bit weird, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, how, yep. how has this product, you know, just come on the site? There's all these reviews. A lot of them are fake. You know, take the best and the worst and kind of throw them out and sort of look at what's in the middle. That tends to be what's going to be most accurate, right, when there are a lot of reviews. Mm-hmm. But you want to try different sources if you can so you're not only stuck with one website. Sometimes if a site sells an item, you can go to like the manufacturer's website and if they also sell the same item, they might have a different set of reviews on their website. You can read reviews there. And you can also check the Better Business Bureau for the seller's information 
information. You can look at reviews like on a Walmart marketplace or an Amazon. You can see like how did the experience go for other people that bought from that retailer? Does it seem like it's a legitimate seller? Do a little bit of digging there. I recently tested out a website called fakespot.com, which is pretty useful actually. You can put the URL for a product into the website and it will look at the reviews and they also have a browser extension and it will tell you how many of the reviews it thinks are legit and it will flag the ones that it thinks are fake. So a lot of them use the same language, right? It will be like the exact same sentence sure, and it'll be peppered throughout many different reviews and that's a red flag. So you can do that yourself, but if you want to take a deep check out fake spot if you have concerns about legitimacy of reviews and it will help you kind of sift through everything that's there i've used that it's very cool because i'm the consumer man i want independent reviews so i go to sources that i trust such as consumer reports if it's electronics i'll go to cnet i'll go to pc magazine or something like that because i want an independent reviewer to tell me what's going on because it's a significant purchase so don't forget doing that as well there's a lot of independent reviews that are not just made up by some bot or somebody being paid to give a good review if it's a significant purchase, be sure to use that information as well. So here are the words you can expect to hear every time you make a purchase. Would you like to get the extended warranty to protect your purchase? Do I? These warranties are everywhere. You can't buy anything these days without getting hassled about the warranty and like, oh, are you sure you don't want the warranty? You never know what could happen. These are generally terrible deals for consumers, and that's why so many retailers sell them. If it wasn't a profitable item for these retailers, they wouldn't be selling them. They know that most people never use the extended warranty. They're happy to pay for it, but they never use it. It's easy revenue for the retailers and for the insurance companies that administer the plans, but they're usually bad deals for consumers. So you really want to turn them down almost all of the time. Now, I will say when you have kids, sometimes you get, they're like, I have a daughter that wears eyeglasses and, you know, there's a, a very inexpensive protection plan that I do buy for her eyeglasses and mm-hmm. they uh, lose money on us. So that works in my favor. So I think there are <laughs> rare circumstances where these things can pay off, but most of the time, stay away from them. Only thing I've ever gotten an extended warranty for was for a laptop because I would haul it around all the time and keep dropping it. See, so if you're a klutz, it may make sense with something like that. But otherwise, your advice is right, steer clear. Yes. I think most of us assume we can take anything back to the store for any reason, brick or mortar, online, whatever, and get a full refund. But that's not always the case. To cut down on retail fraud, some retailers have been tightening up their return policies. Tell us about what do you think we need to do before we buy. So you always want to familiarize yourself with the return policy. So if you think there's any chance that that item is going to have to go back to the store, you're kind of like not sure if that's, you know, the right color, you want to like get something home and see how a piece of furniture looks in your living room, be very clear um, because you don't want to get stuck with something that at the end of the day you don't want. The other thing you really want to do in terms of returns is you want to hang on to those receipts. And I said this before, I always suggest get the email. You could get the print too, but when they ask, is an email receipt okay? You always say yes to that because it's so easy to search your inbox. Even months later, something breaks and you can prove, hey, yeah, I purchased this this date. I had my my daughter, uh, not to bring her up again, but we had um, I buy L.L. Bean backpacks for my kids because they always had like this forever warranty, but that's changed, right? They don't do it Mm -hmm. for as long now. It's two years is it. Her zipper broke and I was 
was able to produce the receipt to show that I was within that window. But I wouldn't have saved the receipt. You know, those things don't usually break, and that's a long time to hang on to a piece of paper. But I was able to right there at the counter be like, oh, yep, here it is. Here's the date we bought it. <laughs> and I was able to get that backpack replaced on the spot. So that's exactly why you want to hang on to those receipts so you've got the backup and also so you could get that price adjustment when you come back like we just talked about. <laughs> Did you explain to L.L. Bean that your daughter's eyeglasses were broken so she couldn't see the zipper, which is why she broke the zipper? <laughs> I know, exactly. I don't want to tell them that because then they're going to think oh. she's just a kid that breaks stuff. She breaks the glasses and the backpack. Right. Uh, before we go, since you are a super shopper, do you ever try to buy secondhand goods? And I love refurbished items because they're a great way to save money. Talk about that if you would. Sure. Well, actually, I will start with the refurbished items. And the reason why is because I'm actually wearing a new pair of sneakers today that are from Amazon Warehouse. Oh, they look lovely. Yes. I, I, I know you would, if you could see them, I know you would say they <laughs> too. But, you know, it's funny because they were never worn. I could tell. I mean, they're white sneakers. The bottoms were pristine, but I think something happened to the original box. And so they didn't come in a box. They just came in a regular mailer. They didn't have the actual shoe box. So that's the only reason I can think of that they were flagged as a refurbished item. It said like yep. new when I went to buy them. You know, instead of $140, I was able to get them for $50. And they're a very nice, comfortable pair of sneakers. So this is why you got to start thinking about refurbished secondhand. Easy, easy ways to save, especially on things that you can almost never get a discount on. The secondhand stuff, there are so many ways now. Facebook Marketplace, offer up eBay, your neighborhood listservs, yard sales, so many great things out there. And it doesn't have to be like old, gross stuff. I mean, you'd be surprised how many things are sitting in thrift stores with the original manufacturer tags on them. Some people just buy stuff and never wear it. Our bodies change all the time. Maybe the pants that you bought six months ago aren't working for you anymore. You want them out of your closet. You donate them. Um, I love the website Poshmark. I find all kinds of great stuff on there in great condition. And another thing I love about it is it could be like that coat that you had that you just wore the heck out of it and it's time for another one, but they don't make it anymore. And you'd be surprised you can often find it on that website. And I sell stuff on that website and I then use the money to buy other stuff for myself that's secondhand. So open your mind to secondhand goods. Mm -hmm. If you've got kids and they use sporting equipment or musical instruments, these are all phases that kids go through, right? Your kid might play trumpet for six months and then decide, you know, and it's not a bad thing you don't have to listen and practice anymore ask me how i know that he doesn't want to do it and so <laughs> so someone is now selling that trumpet that they bought that they should have rented but anyway there are just so many great things available and it helps the planet and it certainly helps your bank account well jamie you have certainly earned your reputation today as a super savvy shopper thank you for saving us so much money when this is done i'm going to go out and buy myself lunch with all the money i just saved yeah and you could put it together with your uh cashback portals and get something extra good and her maybe you can get a senior discount too oh that would be awesome thank you very much jamie happy shopping and thanks again for sharing all your great advice it was my pleasure thanks so much her well, that's it for this edition of Consumerpedia. We hope you'll rate this episode and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember, we release new episodes every other Thursday. Another way you can support this show is to follow us on Consumerpedia on Facebook and Instagram and at MyConsumerpedia on Twitter. I'm Herb Weisbaum. Thanks for listening. Consumerpedia is a public service of Checkbook.org. 
We're a unique nonprofit that helps you save money and make smarter choices. You can count on Checkbook to help you find the best services and avoid the worst with local ratings that are accurate and unbiased. If you live in or around these seven cities and haven't joined Checkbook yet, check us out. Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, Seattle, San Francisco, Minneapolis-St. Paul, and Washington, D.C. To get your free 30-day subscription, go to checkbook.org slash consumerpedia. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll become a supporter by using the link at the bottom of the show notes to make a small contribution each month. Consumerpedia, empowering consumers to save money and make smarter choices.